Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Yehuda Weg Shliach in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the topic of growing our minion in a small community. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlacha on their Shluchim. My pleasure. So before we begin, I just want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Svassman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, Gift Card Zen, and Ohana Pay, a credit card processing company run by a fellow Shliach. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Being in a, in a small town, uh, we all know the challenge of growing our weekly Shabbos minion. And uh, I would love to hear from you, a Shliach who's been in a small city, city for so many years. What is the, some of the, the recipe, if you want to say, to, to success in, in helping grow our minyanim? I think the first thing we need to know is what is the objective of the minion. Obviously, uh, the primary objective is to be Makai with the mitzvah of Philadelphia, which is an important thing. Um, you know, that's what from a Yidin do. And, uh, and we fall into that category, so therefore, Philadelphia is in itself uh, an important thing. But that doesn't define the uniqueness uh, of our situation. Um, I think we really need to know two things. Number one, Considering that we are in the places that we are, what really is the objective of the minion, educationally speaking, outside of the davening aspect, what is that we're, that, that we're trying to do? And number two, we, need, we, we really need to know the people that are coming and, and, and address them in a way that, that works best for them. In terms of the objective, in my case, uh, and, and I think that, that this could vary from place to place, particularly between a, a larger city and, and, and a smaller place, and I, I can explain that. Um, the objective might be different. In my, uh, in, in my situation, what I'm trying to achieve is that the people that are coming to Daven should learn how to Daven in a mainstream minion. In other words, at some point, my hope and expectation is either that they will move to such a community where there are more standard type of shuls, or that, who knows, maybe one day we might have one here. But either way, I, I want them to, to be able to, to – I'd like to take each person to that point where if they were to walk in to a, a, a standard mainstream type of, of minion, they would be able they, – they, they would be able to, to, to function and manage over there. Not that they would necessarily – know how to do it perfectly from the get-go, but, I, uh, you know, they would be pretty close, and certainly that they would be capable of following along with that minion. What are some practical tools or ideas that, that Ashliya can implement in making that happen? I'll be glad to share those. Let me just point out the other point that I started to make, and that is the difference. Um, I think that a lot of our Chabad houses, especially those um, that, that are in larger urban areas, they're trying to distinguish their minion from, from other minyanim that may exist in town. So therefore, they look for the you know, newfangled, out-of-the-ordinary uh, you know, way of, of, of davening because that will give them a niche that, 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 that perhaps 
uh, others are not addressing, and, and, and that will help uh, build dominion in, in that way. In my case, the most radical thing that I could do is have an old-fashioned minion. So it's, um, it, it's very newfangled and rad because there isn't any other. So I, I, I take that to accomplish both things. That I'm, I'm totally different than anybody else uh, because there's nobody else that has a normal minion. Um, and, uh, and, and also that at, one, at some point uh, they should be able to, to graduate, if you will, um, to, to a regular minion. Uh, as far as practical things, I, I think there are several practical things which make a very big difference. And again, I've been, you know, like, every, like, like all the rest of us, I've, I've been to many other Chabad houses and seen all kinds of Chabad house minyanim, and, uh, and, and, and I've learned a lot from them, but there are also some situations that I, I, I disagree with, uh, and, and, and therefore I'd like to point those out. Um, number one, I think decorum is extremely important. There's no such thing as talking in my, you know, in my show. It just doesn't happen. I, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm davening for Ahmed and someone starts to speak, I just stop davening. I don't say anything to them. I just stop. Um, this is particularly important when Bachrim and, and Anash come to visit. We have a tiny little place. If one guy stands up and walks around communicating Anash uh, during davening, it's totally disruptive. So when a guy comes to Shabbos or Yantif, whatever it is, uh, I tell them in advance, I give them the head counselor speech about the rules, and um, uh, they're not allowed to walk around. They have to choose where they're going to dive in. Obviously, I try and say it in a polite way, but the bottom line is uh, the same, is that they have to choose where they're going to sit during davening, and they have to be there from the beginning of davening till, till the end. There's no such thing as walking around. Um, I've been a lots of Chabad houses where the rabbi walks around. I'm horrified. I'm absolutely horrified. How do you expect these people to ever learn how to daven if the rabbi walks around and chats during davening? So again, in the bigger city, sometimes maybe it's necessary because you want to be the warm rabbi where everybody else is very, you know, establishment type. Uh, but in, in, in a small situation where, where the most radical thing you could do is actually have a normal minion, I think that's really important. So um, uh, starting on time, no walking around uh, is, is, is an important part of it. There's another part. By the way, um, not to get too, too yeah. into this, but in your eyes, is it okay that uh, after Shemun Esrei, you go over to some of the people that came a little bit later in the davening and wish them a Shabbos, or you wouldn't even do that until the end of davening? I would not, I would not walk over to them. I, I could turn around and, you know, sort of you know, give them a gentle wave, smile at them, uh, you know, bow my head or whatever, I acknowledge them, but not have a conversation um, and, 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 and not, to walk, not to walk over to them. That, that's disruptive to davening. You, you know, I, I don't know where you grew up, but in the school that you grew up, nobody did that, and, and you shouldn't either. I mean, the rabbi didn't, so I don't think you should either. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay. The, the, the choice of, of, of what to sing by davening I think it's critically important, and this is where it comes in to know, you know, who your crowd is and, and, and so on. Um, anyway, just to wrap up the first point, the consistency uh, that we absolutely start on time, we start davening at 9 o'clock. 9.01, we're already in the middle of davening. Um, it could happen in the future, but so far for the last 28 years, I've never been late once to davening. 
Um, and, and my people know that. And, and I take it seriously, they take it seriously. There are some people who come consistently late. But the minion starts at 9 o'clock. Uh, if there's even one other person there. And that's not usually the case. They learn. And most of my people actually come about a half hour early and just sit around. I don't, know, I don't have an explanation for that either. But anyway, um, it, it, those kind of things, I think, help people, um, you know, feel that diving is very important. I take it seriously. They take it seriously. And, and, a, and a lot of times our guests tell us it was the best diving they ever had. Uh, you know, guys coming from, from all kinds of, of holy places. Anyway, um, another important part of this is what, what we're singing and why we sing. That's one of the objectives to everything, and that helps you uh, focus. Most times when we heard about singing and davening, it's in order to, to give it some light. Uh, there's an emotional component to it and so on. In my list of reasons why I, I sing and what I, why I choose what I sing, those are way down on, on my list of, of priorities. My number one priority in, in, in terms of, of what I choose to sing and, and why we sing Bechlau is in order to allow people to follow along. In other words, the people that are coming to davening for the most part are people who did not grow up davening. This is a, this is a very great challenge for them. Um, and, and, and most of them, I would say pretty much, I think everyone would like to daven as much as possible in Hebrew. Um, now, when somebody comes in, I, of course, I give them this, you know, important speech that, you know, davening in English is perfectly fine. We leave the service in Hebrew because that's the way it, it's done traditionally, but as far as the individual, davening in English, I, 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 I discourage them from davening in Hebrew. But it, once the guy becomes a, a fairly regular, again, usually they're pushing me, but if not, I will push them, that they should choose one paragraph at a time that they want to learn how to say in Hebrew. So whether it's Shema or Hallelujah or Ashrei, um, Barashama, these are things that I push them that they should learn how to say it in Hebrew. Well, this is very difficult for them. So therefore, the singing um, is, uh, is, is a tremendous aid in helping them achieve that. So therefore, uh, I don't want anybody getting emotionally carried away. We sing slow, um, and we choose only such nagunim that help people pronounce the word. And they learn it by rote, and they want to learn translation. Of course, I encourage that, but um, the singing that we do are, is, is, is designed to allow more people to, ha- to daven. So I, I think that, that if Shriach is thinking about what to sing and how to sing and all that, um, in, in, in my kind of situation, I... I it's, uh, it's very slow and dry, but it's really helpful to help people davening, uh, but it's not, uh, it's, not, it's not emotionally charged. So if, if someone doesn't know how to read the Hebrew, they're following along in the transliteration, is that how they're learning, or you'll actually sit with them to, to, to learn how to read Hebrew? It, you know, it depends. If, you know, if, they're, if they're ready to learn Hebrew, of course, I'd love to teach them how to read Hebrew. Uh, and when I do, I'm very, very careful to use you know, only the system that the Rabbeim pushed. I do not, I, I, I certainly don't use it myself, and I strongly discourage other people from learning any other system other than Mother Lekriya. I mean, now there are, you know, Catholics, whatever, I mean, there are now uh, advanced tools based on the same system. It's a cultural system. 
but the, the system of Mavalikia, Azala uh, Mavalikia, and, 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 and other tools that are, that are based on, on, on that are critical. I mean, we have no right to, to destroy somebody's uh, and, 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 uh, and, and teach them the wrong way how to read. Uh, that's, you know, a separate issue. But nevertheless, of course, if somebody's ready to learn how to read, I, I, I work with them and, and teach them. Um, but if not, let them learn from transliteration. They don't want to do it in Hebrew, that's fine. I'm, I'm not pushing it. The reason why it's important is because that's what, every, what, that's what they want. So, uh, whatever. It, 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 that varies from person to person. So, again, you need to know your crowd. And, and again, in my situation, and I'm sure in the situation of many other shluchim, the crowd is not big. You know, it's a bunch of individuals. And you need to know each guy and what, what's his next step, which is something that, you know, we might expand on a little later. But as far as uh, building the minion itself, my focus is not uh, directly on building up the minion, even though it's very important to me and, and, uh, to have the minion, and, and it, it's an important part of what Chabad House does. But when I'm choosing to, to, to build that up, I'm focusing on the individual. And I always want to know what is the next step that this individual is up to. If it works for him that shul is the next, you know, is, is, is part of what he, you know, could and should be doing, so then I talk to him about, you know, about coming to the minion. Um, and uh, whatever, I, I, I build it up. But I'm not trying to build minion per se. I'm trying to build the guy's Yiddish guys. And hopefully minion and, you know, and, and, and his, his involvement will happen to coincide. So uh, the, the focus is, again, on the, on, on the, on the people on the institution of Minyan. When you were saying earlier that you want that they should be comfortable going into another mainstream shul and, and know what's going on and know how to daven, what do you mean by that in the sense of what, what are you creating in your Chabad house that allows them to, to learn like that? Besides the, 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 those things that you mentioned, what, what other... Um, are you talking during davening? I Meaning are you sharing... Are you saying what page number? Are you giving introductions to... To a paragraph ever, or or not? I I, I do announce pages. And halachically, I feel that it's appropriate. I've been to other chabad houses where they announce pages in other places, and they argue that it's acceptable. They may be right, but uh, again, uh, they they shouldn't be relying too much. Uh, after a certain point, they shouldn't be relying too much on the announcement of the pages. So what I do encourage is. You know, I have guys who have been coming for years, and, and, and they know the davening very well because I've made it my objective to teach them that. Um, and when somebody new comes, I, you know, I, I make a buddy system. So when they come, they sit down next to one of those guys who, who know where we're at and, and, and can help them through the davening. So it's a one-on-one rather than an announcement from the front. And there's a lot of advantages to doing it that way. Um, but in terms of, uh, of, of, of uh, allowing them to, you know, to, to join, a, you know, a more mainstream minion, um, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of minion that they're coming from. So there are many chabados that focus primarily on, you know, beginner type minions. I have some elements of that, but overall, it's it's a shul. This is not a class, and it's not. Uh, 
it's not a social club. Um, so it's, it's not that hard. The transition of, of what I have in my Chabad compared to what they're going to find to Wells is not that radical. They, if, if they come on any regular basis, I mean, I have guys who come, you know, about once a month, once in six weeks, um, you know, and um, whatever. But, you know, after they, they've come numerous times, uh, certainly if they've come for years, when they go into some other shul, they, they come back, they, they feel good about it. They, you know, they were able to follow governing and they knew what was going to happen and they knew when to stand and when to sit. They're educated. They feel capable. Tremendously important. And that, I'm just curious, that is opposed to what? What have you seen in other places that you would challenge? That you know, they sit around the table, they do lots of parts in English, um, you know, they sing, uh, you know, and, and the singing is more important than, than the happening. Which again, you know, may be perfectly correct for what they're doing. I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not arguing with what they do. I'm just saying I don't do that. And I'm sharing this with other shluchim because I think that sometimes they may feel that, you know, if, if they have an old-fashioned davening, that somehow they're not doing their job. I don't think so. I think that, that, mm-hmm. that they may well be doing their job, and, and maybe that is the job that they need to be doing. Uh, so, again, you have to know who is that you're dealing with, what are they capable of. Um, uh, I, listen, I'm, I'm not a rabbi, and I can't ask in any shyness. But guys who are mamish starting out in, in, in very small, difficult places where the mechitza is, is, you know, is going to kill them, um, you know, initially. So they, they really can't have a shul, because there's no such thing as a shul without a, min, uh, without a mechitza. So if they want to get together, uh, you know, a tefillah group, um, you know, of, of, of five, six people sitting around the table, and, you know, and talking with them the way you might do it in camp, that's, that's a great thing. I have no objection whatsoever to that, but it's not what I do. That's all. I'm just pointing out that there's that, more than one way to, to deal with this. And when somebody new comes to your cabanas, do they end up coming back most of the time? Because I think that's one of our, the challenges is that we always want people to come back. So all the things that we do, we're trying to think, how, are we gonna, how, how, how can we invite them back? Is it announcing the page numbers, saying things in English, um, explaining things, and you, and, you, and you find in your Chabad house that people come and they come back? Okay, so uh, again, there's, 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 it's a two-part answer. Number one, if you're talking about a guy you know, uh, you know, or a woman who just came to Chabad house um, and, and, and I'm trying to get them to come back, they may not be ready for the minion. So if they're not, and, and that's not going to work, I don't push them to come to minion. Let them come Friday night to eat. Let them come to, you know, to, to my Hanukkah dinner, uh, my Purim event, whatever. Shul's not necessary. I, I, I don't push everybody to come to shul. Because, again, shul is shul. And um, not exactly, you know, it doesn't look like the shul, you know, I, I grew up in, per se, but it, uh, <laughs> it's a modification of that. Uh, so therefore, if they're totally not ready for for, for shul, I don't necessarily push them there. Uh, among the people who do come and Barsha may do, again, I think the key is giving them a buddy, um, and, and and my people understand that. You know, they're, they're, 
these are people who themselves were in that situation at some previous point in, in, in their existence, uh, and they're very capable. Uh, and if the guy is a nutcase, then don't make him anybody's buddy. Choose carefully. Um, but th- th- that's, I think, the key to getting people to come back, is, is, is to give them a buddy and, 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 uh, and all the all other standard stuff that, you know, that we do. We want to make the person, the person feel you know, welcome and, 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 and excited to be there and, and so on. But it's about making connections from people to people uh, at, that, at that point. And the person doesn't necessarily have to be only me. In fact, it's much better when it's not only me. Uh, another important thing is it's a drasha. I put tremendous effort into preparing, you know, the drasha. Uh, I do use, you know, those services that are out there, uh, you know, whether it's Yossi Jacobson or Chase or whatever. Um, I'm, a, I'm a regular customer of those, but it has to become mine. So the, uh, I, I put tremendous effort into that. And there are people that, that's the, that you know, that's the part that they do understand, that they really enjoy, um, and, and that will bring them back. And part of, uh, part of the way I, I uh, designed the drush, if you will, um, is that there always, there's always a question and an answer in, in how the, the, the drush is structured so that they feel like they learned something. Wow, I, you know, I never knew about that, and, and now I do. I know more leaving than I knew coming, and that's, that's very empowering. People love that. Um, so the drush is, 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 is an important part of, of all that also. Again, the kiddish, you know, to those people who care about it. And in, in my particular situation, um, the kiddish, even though we, we, we serve tons of food, nobody seems to care about the food. That doesn't work for them. The, the fact that they, you know, sit around with a couple of other people, and they schmooze, that's very powerful. That, 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 that will bring them back. When people come in your in your in your minion, is so everyone is kind of joining together when you're singing when you're singing Ashray. Everyone is singing together, and it's it's a nice feeling of a lot of voices coming together. I mean, I know my soul. I struggle with that with that with you know. You want more people to be singing. The more people are singing, it's nicer. It's it's. Uh, um, do you have that also? By does that happen by you, where everyone is singing together? As far as singing together, of course, I, I, I tell them in no uncertain terms, I, I, you know, I don't leave a lot to guesswork. I tell people what it is that we're trying to do and so on. So I tell them that to me, it's of great importance that we sing with one voice. And I have a few people that, that's challenging for them. I have one guy who has a voice like a foghorn, and he totally drowns out the whole place. When he sings, no one else might, it might as well be that no one else is singing. And he, and he sings at a very unique pace. His, you know, his, his tempo is very slow. Um, and, and, and it creates a problem. So um, I didn't do it myself because there's no way to do it that the guy will, 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 will feel good about it. So I spoke to another one of my Balabatim, who I know was also sensitive to that issue, and he was able to speak to that guy, and there's been a tremendous improvement. Um, so singing with one voice, I, I believe, is very important. And uh, for the guys who are not singing yet, no. so uh, whatever, not, not the biggest deal. Um, I do turn around once in a very great while, like if, it, if it's a little sleepy, 
and I want to pick up, you know, the, the pace a little, I'll turn around and I'll, you know, make with my hands, I'll clap. Not a lot. It happens once in a great while, but, yeah, of course, you know, I don't want people to fall asleep while they're singing. Even though <laughs> the objective is, again, not the, the emotional charge. Um, how to encourage individuals to sing? Talk to them. I don't know. What are you waiting for them to guess? Tell them. Uh, and if a guy tells you, you know, you can ask him, uh, is there anything we could do to help, uh, you know, help you along in terms of the singing and so on? Are you aware where, the tra- where there's a transliteration of this particular... Because most of the stuff that we sing is transliterated in the figure. Um, Friday night, we use uh, Goldstein's, uh, you know, uh, whatever, Friday evening companion or whatever it's called. Um, and I, I, think it's, I think it's a wonderful tool. And, for example, when I do that, oh, let me, let me add one or two uh, other details. When I announce pages, I've learned that it's very helpful to announce when you're reading more than one page at a time to announce the beginning and the end. So you can announce, okay, we're going to start now at, uh, for example, Ashevo in, in the weekday. I announce 66 through 68. Because if not, somebody reads Ashrei, if they're not very familiar, they don't, you know, if it's the end of the paragraph, they, they don't know to continue. So there are numerous places where I announce, um, like, you know, Aleinu, Friday night, again, using Goldstein's book. It's 116 through 118. Because the first half of Aleinu, the second half of Aleinu are, are cut in half. I don't sing Aleinu. Um, uh, maybe that's, you know, that's, that's not common, but I'm just giving you an example. The point is, you, I announce the beginning of the, 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 where, we, where we start and where we finish whenever I can, and, and, and that's helpful. Thank you, Rabbi Wegg, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzbacha and approach to growing a minion. We really appreciate your time. Again, my pleasure, Hatzbacha Rabba. A minion is a really important thing. And, uh, you know, under, under the right circumstances, we should make it uh, an important part of what we do. Um, but, um, we should do it right. This is Bill V. Shapiro, and I would like to thank all the shluchim for giving me feedback and ideas. If you know any shluchim out there that can be interviewed on any specific topics, please let me know. I will call them, and it will be the next podcast. Make it a great week.